have some continued challenges that uh, are developing over there. Uh, they had a big storm uh, just recently, and um, they uh, blew down all of the tents that we have, or the tarps. And so they're living in very primitive conditions anyway. I talked to Stanley before, and uh, a couple of days ago there were some other challenges, and we don't need to go through all of them. We just need to pray for him. But he was really struggling. And I said, Stanley, you have to be strong, and you have to keep your joy. He said, yeah, I know. And I said that if you lose your joy, then you're not going to be able to do what you need to do. So you've got to keep the joy in the midst of everything. He said, I'm going to do that. Thank you. That's a good word. So he called me, he called me yesterday, and it's not funny at all. But we're talking about these tents that all got destroyed and, and everything, and, and uh, he was giving me the, the whole story. And he said, it's just so discouraging. But he said, I want you to know that I have kept my joy through all of it. So we, we need to pray for him. On, on, on a good note, the food that we had sent in to Ye through Feed the Hungry, all of it arrived safely, all one and a half tons to the people that are trapped there. And we need to give the Lord a hand because it's a miracle of God. And, and now, if we can find a land route into Ye where these people are trapped, and some of you may not be aware of the story, but in Ye, South Sudan, there's a lot of fighting that's going on, and the, and the food shortage is, is uh, unreal. And people are beginning to starve in that community. And if we can find a land route through a bishop we're working with over there, of an Episcopalian bishop, uh, Feed the Hungry has committed to about 15 to 20 tons of food that we can get trucked in there, and they'll take care of, of the, the food. So glory to God, he's working behind the scenes and always opening the door and making a way. So Father, we thank you for Pastor Stanley. Lord, we just... Uh, the, the, I, you're there with him. I know you're there with him to strengthen him and to take care of all of those precious children. And Lord, we just thank you that somehow in the midst of all of that going on over there, you're going to give him great wisdom to know how to rebuild those tents. And we thank you that the people are going to be there to help him rebuild that. We thank you for Bishop Hillary and his work along with the SPLA to get the food where it belongs and to get it in there where it belongs safely and now being distributed. And we just give you the praise and the honor and the glory for all of that. And we all said... Don't look at the negative circumstances. Look at the good things that God is doing. And today we're going to be talking about giving thanks. How many of you like Thanksgiving? A lot cheaper than Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> we, all like, we all like Thanksgiving. And um, uh, this isn't what I wanted to get. I've got something here. We need a little humor in our lives always. Let's say it. The joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. is our strength. So, I want to share some things with you. Now, supposedly, these are all true stories of children saying the darndest things. How many of you realize children say the darndest thing? <laughs> Luann's little grandson, Hudson, I just love that guy. He is so cool. And, and whenever he comes in here, uh, it's just fun to talk to him. It's like you're talking to a, a, a small adult. He, he's very, very intelligent. And uh, I, I keep... Um, uh, Tootsie Pops back there in my office because it kind of attracts the kids in. And, uh, and I like to see the kids. So I tell them, you come in anytime your parents will let you come and got them in there. So he'll occasionally come in and get one. And one day he saw, Meg, was it Morgan going through my office? And Mor he wanted to know what Morgan was doing in my office. Uh, what, what is she doing in Pastor Bill's office? And how old is Hudson? Four? 
He's four years old. And then the other day he was talking to Pam and uh, she said something. She said, you're gonna go over and see Bill? And he said, that's Pastor Bill. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, unanswered prayer. The preacher's five-year-old daughter noticed that her father always paused and bowed his head for a moment before starting his sermon. And one day he asked her why. Well, honey, he began, proud that his daughter was so observant of his message. I'm asking the Lord to help me preach a good sermon. Well, how come he doesn't, she replied. <laughs> that keep you humble. Okay, where's the one I really, uh, let's see. Okay, here it is. The blessing. My Some of you might have heard this one before, because I might have done this one. My wife invited some people to dinner, and at the table she turned to her six-year-old daughter and said, Would you like to say the blessing? I wouldn't know what to say, she replied. Just say whatever you hear mommy say, the wife replied. Her daughter bowed her head and said, Dear, said, Dear Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? <laughs> you like this one, Pam. Little Johnny and his family were having Sunday dinner at his grandmother's house, and everyone was seated around the table as the food was being served. Little Johnny received the plate. He started to eat right away. Johnny, wait until we say our prayers. I don't have to, the boy replied. Of course you do, the mother insisted. We say a prayer before eating at our house always. That's at our house, Johnny explained. This is Grandma's house, and she already knows how to cook. <laughs> Let's look at the book of Philippians chapter 4. <clears throat> at Thanksgiving, it's a time, not just Thanksgiving, but all of the time, it's a time to give thanks to God and to praise God and, and to let Him know what we're thankful for. And there's so many things in all of our lives that are going well, and there's so many things that we can focus on that aren't going well. And it's your focus that determines your destiny and how you feel about what God's doing. There isn't a single one of us that don't have wonderful, wonderful memories of all of the Christmases and the holidays. There's probably not a single one of us that don't have some challenges along the way that wouldn't bring up bad memories. People that maybe have challenges we've had, situations, circumstances. I know that for many years, and even to this day, sometimes Christmas can be very difficult for me just because of things that I've gone through with past Christmases. How many of you realize your past has a lot of good in it? And how many of you realize you got some things in your past you just did well off not to focus on because of things that, that won't bring out the best in you and don't give praise and thanksgiving to God? So we're going to talk about that tonight. Let's read in Philippians chapter 4, the Word of God. We shared this Wednesday night, so it's kind of a continuation of Wednesday. But in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. And then it goes on to tell us the things that we're to think, things that are true, just, noble, pure, lovely, of a good report, praiseworthy, giving thanks to God. Those are the things that we are to dwell upon. Am I getting a ring? Oh, okay, it's just me. I got a ring, but that, that's what I was talking about. Now, anyway, what, what happens then is, how many of you 
can become discouraged pretty easily by thinking about something that isn't going right. Can I see your hand? Now, that's always because you're thinking about that thing that you're believing for, but it's not going right. But if you're thinking and giving thanksgiving for everything that's going right, then we always have the joy of the Lord flowing through us, and we're happy and we're thanking God for what's going right. So let's all say it. I have a lot going right. Turn to that person next to you and tell them there's a lot going right. And that if we make a list of everything that's going right in our life, I believe you would start writing and you would never stop. You would start giving thanks to God for your parents. Thank you say, well, my parents aren't here. They're in heaven. Yeah, but you can give thanks for the, the part they played in your life. Well, somebody died. You can give thanks for the time you had with them. There's always a way to take whatever it is that you're facing that isn't going right and turn it from a negative into a positive. And when you do that, it changes your life. A lot of people get caught up thinking about negative things instead of the good things that God has done for us. And if we think about the good things that God's done for us, we're always giving thanks to God. Now, we just read what it said that is the key for us to constantly give thanks. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, that's kind of an intense word, we shared this Wednesday, with thanksgiving, everybody say with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to who? God. And then it says the peace of God will rule in your heart. So we take a list and we give it all to God, right? And we say, God, this is what I'm believing you for. These are my requests. And Wednesday night we did this and it worked pretty well. I got all my things on here that I'm really believing God for. How many of you got a lot of things you're believing God for you haven't seen yet? What does it say? It says, give it to God and then you enter into Thanksgiving. So Wednesday night, Bill O'Brien got to be God. Tonight, you get to be. So we give this to Dan. And if you, now, what we've done is we, we go to God and we give him all of the challenges in our life. You with me so far? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm with him so far. So we give them to him, and then we enter into thanksgiving to God. God, I thank you. You're taking care of everything in my life. I thank you. I don't have to focus on it any longer. I can go down, and I can live my life the way you've called me to live it. And we move on giving thanks to God in everything. And then God can use us with other people to touch other people. So we don't go back and revisit the things that are going wrong. We keep focused on the things that are going right. And that means we've got giving thanksgiving to God. In my car, we can get distracted very easily. In my car, when you turn it on, there's a thing that comes up on the information panel there, and it says, continued viewing of this is distracting and can cause an accident. And I think that's an awful lot to read as I'm reading this. You're supposed to read it while you're standing still. But usually I start the car and take off, and then it says, reading this is distracting and can cause an accident as I'm reading it and being distracted. But, but it's, it's really a neat tool, but it's also a great tool to, re to realize how that relates to the Word of God. The Word of God says that we cast every care upon the Lord because He first cares for us. Therefore, the word care, Marimno, you know this a lot, hear it a lot in this church, it's a distraction. Everybody say a distraction. distraction. How many of you have some things that are distracting you if you let them? Can I see your hand? What happens then is we can start to look at them, but you will never be distracted as you're giving thanks to God. You get out of the bed. Now, how many of you, now I'm not talking about you, okay, because you're going to tell me after the service you're talking about me, okay? But sometimes I get out of the bed and my mind doesn't even think. I have to tell my mind to think. 
I get out of bed. My mind is so sleepy when I get up. And she says, come on, come on, snap out of it. I say, I like this feeling. <laughs> it's like, duh. That's my, how many of you got a mind like that? How many of you got a, how many of you got a mind like my mom? Uh, my, my mom. My, <laughs> and it's not a Freudian slip. My beautiful wife. How many of you have a mind like my beautiful wife that when you get out of bed, it is going 100 miles an hour? Can I see your hands? Okay, I, I've, never, I've never been able to relate to people like that because my mind is really like I just described it. But what happens, you get out of the bed, and you start to tell your mind what to think. This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you, God, everything is going right. Let me tell you, I'm thankful for my husband. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for my dog. I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful I got hot water. I thank you that I don't live in a tent. I thank you that my water runs. I don't have to go to the well. I thank you that I don't have to go to the outhouse anymore. You were raised in, in a house that had an outhouse. I started to say you were raised in an outhouse. That would not have come out at all. I, you were raised in a house that had an outhouse. You were too. You had, yeah, you were. You didn't know that? That, that thing was in our house. And anyway, you, how much do we have to be thankful for? I started writing down this thing the other night. I thought, God, what am I thankful for? I, I, I was writing it, not, not actually writing it, but just thinking about it. I couldn't stop what I was thankful for. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for my car. I'm thankful for my parents. They're not here anymore, but I'm so thankful for them. And when we start living a life like that, we absolutely begin to change everything in our life. Now, there are things that I really have need of, okay? But I went to God, and God said, if you'll give me these things, and, and if you'll just do this with thanksgiving, you give them all to me, I'll take care of them. That's exactly what that says. Jesus said it a little bit differently in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He said, don't worry about anything. I'll take care of everything. I'll take care of your clothes. Now, I know I'm adding. I'll take care of your clothes. I'll take care of your car. I'll take care of your people. I'll take care of everything for you if you just focus upon me and seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Don't worry about anything. So what do we do? We start to worry about things because we focus on something that distracts us that's going to cause an accident, like my little thing on my car said. You're going to lose the power of faith in your life. You're going to lose the power of joy, and you're going to be more concerned about whether or not God's doing what he said he would do. That is no concern of yours. Turn to your neighbor and tell them that's no concern of yours. If God said he'll do it, he said he'll do it. My Bible tells me exactly, oh, I took it up there. My Bible tells me exactly what God's going to do, and my prayer journal tells me exactly what God's going to do about the present situations. So therefore, all I have to do is say, God said, that settles the issue. I can shut this back up, and I'll put it right back up here, and I can just live my life thanking God. Everything is giving thanks for something and not allowing yourself to be discouraged. Every time you allow yourself to be discouraged, now, listen to this. You lose your courage. I'll say it again. It's really important. Every time you allow yourself to be discouraged, you lose your courage. And so you're out here and you're thinking, okay, and, and some of you heard me say this Wednesday. Sometimes the holiday seasons are difficult for me. How many of you, the holiday seasons are difficult for you? Can I see your hands? Looks like many of you. It's just because of situations you've been through. And sometimes the holiday seasons can be difficult for me. God told me in 1981 that if I would do what he called me to do, he would take care of my boy, my children. And my daughter, doing great in a church out in Charlotte and, and has remarried and doing really, really well. And my two sons, I, I, they, they, they won't come to church here, but they live here in Lafayette, Indiana. 
Now, what do you think that does? I shared a little bit of this Wednesday night. What do you think this does to a pastor of a church telling you how to raise your family and he can't get his two kids to come to church here? And as a matter of fact, the best of my knowledge, they don't go to church anywhere. So I stand up here many times and the devil tries to tell me I'm a hypocrite because I am not living what I'm telling you you should be living with your family. But see, the devil then tries to get me discouraged, but there's a lot I have to be thankful for. My sons don't come to this church, but you know what? They have great health. They have great wives. They have great jobs. They're doing really well. I can be thankful for how God's taking care of them. God told me when I gave them the prayer request, and I'm going to take that back. When I gave him that prayer request, God said, remember, he said, if you'll do what I've called you to do, I'll take care of your children. So I know better than take that. But every once in a while, every once in a while, I don't do better, and I take it back. And I have a little pity party. Can I see all the hands of the people that have pity parties? Can I see it? Don't pity parties help? They used to say nobody shows up at a pity party. That's not true. You show up, and the devil shows up. And he'll sit there around that campfire with you, and he'll say, yes, it is bad. And nobody cares about you. And it is horrible how they treat you. And oh, my goodness. He'll take your pity party list, and he'll add to it. And you'll carry it around with you, and you'll say, I think I'll take over now, God. Now, you'll never say this in your right mind. I think I'll take over now, God, because you're not doing a very good job. I've been believing for this since 1982. How many years is that? That's a lot. Is that 36? 34. 34. 34. 34 years. Wow. Maybe I better take this list back. No, no, no. I bet. <laughs> I give it back to God. I'm thankful for the time I had with them when they were young. I'm thankful that God said, I'll take care of them. Maybe it'll never be like I had envisioned it, but they're going to be okay. Whoa, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, my goodness, so many things are going right that we can be thankful for. When we decide to live a life like that, it will absolutely change every part of your life. Now, in Joel chapter 3, verse 10, I want to give you a couple of scriptures here. In Joel chapter 3, verse 10, it basically ends up by saying, let the weak say, I am. What does it say? Let's all say, let the weak say, I am strong. So therefore, when we feel weak, what are we? Say, I'm strong today. I'm getting out of bed today. I am strong. I got the strength of God inside of me. I've got the dunamis power of God. I'm giving thankful thanks to him for everything that he has done. I'm going to speak things that are not as if they were, and that brings thanksgiving to God. Romans 4.17 says God speaks things that are not as if they were. Things that are not as if they were. Pam's Uncle Gene, many of you have heard that story years ago, alcoholic, lost his job as an assistant principal of a 5A school up in Michigan City, ended up on the streets, lost his family, lost everything. Every time we were around him, especially me, he would leave the room and go to another room. He just did not like to be around anything that represented the things of God. And finally, one day, 
we had prayed for Gene and prayed for Gene and prayed for Gene, and I thought God gave me a word way back when Pam and I first got married and I met Gene, is that someday you'll be friends. And I thought, God, that would have to be you, because he doesn't even like to be in the same room with me. And one day we get a call from him, can I come out to your house in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa Oklahoma? They have a program at Oral Roberts University. I want to go through it and see if I can't get set free. Long story short, totally restored over a period of time. We're given thanks to God. He was giving thanks to God. And all of a sudden, he's, he's just absolutely transformed before our very eyes. It's just amazing. But he's digging ditches for minimum wage, digging ditches for minimum wage. And he's got a daughter who's graduating from high school. And he just loves his daughter. She's now a doctor. not a do Well, she has her doctorate, but she's a, a, a nurse, some kind, something. Yeah, a what? Nurse practitioner doing extremely well up in uh, Laporte or Michigan City, somewhere in there. And he's digging these ditches. And one day he's, he's, he's really having a down day. And he said, man, why am I digging ditches? I've got to send my daughter to Indiana University. And I've got to pay all of her tuition and all of her books. And I have no money. And I've lost almost everything I had. And he was really down. And we prayed for him. And, and we just talked to him about the things of God and all. And he just kept pressing on and pressing on. And he gave it to God. And then every once in a while he'd come over and he'd try to take it back again. And then he'd try to give it back again. And he'd take it. Well, one day while he get, had given it to God, he gets a phone call. And his daughter says, Dad, I've gotten a tuition-free scholarship to Indiana University taking care of all of my books, all of my tuition, all of my room and board. Everything was taken care of in a moment's notice because Gene did what he told him to do, gave the care to the Lord, moved on with his life. And then he ended up being promoted by our pastor who watched him dig the ditches, and he became the principal of the school out there, and then went on to other great accomplishments in his life because he gave it to the Lord and he moved on with his life. Folks, praising God and thanking God will change your life. And it's more than just getting together at a Christmas meal, holding hands and say, pray real quickly. Thank you. You know, God is good. God is great. Thank you for this food. Let's eat. No, we need to be thanking God every moment of every day. How many of you could do a better job thanking God? Everything is giving thanks for something and not allowing yourself to be discouraged. Every time you allow yourself to be discouraged, now listen to this, you lose your courage. I'll say it again. This is really important. Every time you allow yourself to be discouraged, you lose your courage. And so you're out here and you're thinking, okay, and, and some of you heard me say this Wednesday, Sometimes the holiday seasons are difficult for me. How many of you, the holiday seasons are difficult for you? Can I see your hands? Looks like many of you. It's just because of situations you've been through. And sometimes the holiday seasons can be difficult for me. God told me in 1981 that if I would do what he called me to do, he would take care of my, boy, my children. And my daughter, doing great in a church out in Charlotte and, and has remarried and doing really, really well. And my two sons... I, I, they, they, they won't come to church here, but they live here in Lafayette, Indiana. Now, what do you think that does? I shared a little bit of this Wednesday night. What do you think this does to a pastor of a church telling you how to raise your family and he can't get his two kids to come to church here? And as a matter of fact, the best of my knowledge, they don't go to church anywhere. So I stand up here many times and the devil tries to tell me I'm a hypocrite because I am not living what I'm telling you you should be living with your family. But see, the devil then tries to get me discouraged, but there's a lot I have to be thankful for. My sons don't come to this church, but you know what? They have great health. 
they have great wives, they have great jobs, they're doing really well. I can be thankful for how God's taking care of them. God told me when I gave them the prayer request, and I'm going to take that back. I, when I gave him that prayer request, God said, remember, he said, if you'll do what I've called you to do, I'll take care of your children. So I know better than take that. But every once in a while, every once in a while, I don't do better. And I take it back. And I have a little pity party. Can I see all the hands of the people that have pity parties? Can I see it? Don't pity parties help? They used to say nobody shows up at a pity party. That's not true. You show up, and the devil shows up. And he'll sit there around that campfire with you, and he'll say, oh, yes, it is bad. And nobody cares about you. And it is horrible how they treat you. And oh, my goodness. He'll take your pity party list, and he'll add to it. And you'll carry it around with you, and you'll say, I think I'll take over now. God. Now, you'll never say this in your right mind. I think I'll take over now, God, because you're not doing a very good job. I've been believing for this since 1982. How many years is that? That's a lot. Is that 36? 34. 34. 34. 34 years. Wow. Maybe I better take this list back. No, no, no. I bet. <laughs> I give it back to God. I'm thankful for the time I had with them when they were young. I'm thankful that God said, I'll take care of them. Maybe it'll never be like I had envisioned it, but they're going to be okay. Whoa, I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, my goodness, so many things are going right that we can be thankful for. When we decide to live a life like that, it will absolutely change every part of your life. Now, in Joel chapter 3, verse 10, I want to give you a couple of scriptures here. In Joel chapter 3, verse 10, it basically ends up by saying, let the weak say, I am. What does it say? Let's all say, let the weak say, I am strong. So therefore, when we feel weak, what are we? Say, I'm strong today. I'm getting out of bed today. I am strong. I got the strength of God inside of me. I've got the dunamis power of God. I'm giving thankful thanks to him for everything that he has done. I'm going to speak things that are not as if they were, and that brings thanksgiving to God. Romans 4.17 says God speaks things that are not as if they were. Things that are not as if they were. Pam's Uncle Gene, many of you have heard that story years ago, alcoholic, lost his job as an assistant principal of a 5A school up in Michigan City, ended up on the streets, lost his family, lost everything. Every time we were around him, especially me, he would leave the room and go to another room. He just did not like to be around anything that represented the things of God. And finally one day, we had prayed for Gene and prayed for Gene and prayed for Gene. And I thought God gave me a word way back when Pam and I first got married and I met Gene is that someday you'll be friends. And I thought, God, that would have to be you because he doesn't even like to be in the same room with me. And one day we get a call from him. Can I come out to your house in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa Oklahoma? They have a program at Oral Roberts University. I want to go through it and see if I can't get set free. Long story short, totally restored over a period of time. We're given thanks to God. He was giving thanks to God. And all of a sudden, he's, he's just absolutely transformed before our very eyes. It's just amazing. But he's digging ditches for minimum wage, digging ditches for minimum wage. And he's got a daughter who's graduating from high school. 
and he just loves his daughter. She's now a doctor, not a doc well, she has her doctorate, but she's a, a, a nurse, some kind, something, yeah, a what? Nurse practitioner doing extremely well up in uh, Laporte or Michigan City, somewhere in there. And he's digging these ditches. And one day he's, he's, he's really having a down day. And he said, man, why am I digging ditches? I've got to send my daughter to Indiana University. And I've got to pay all of her tuition and all of her books. And I have no money. And I've lost almost everything I had. And he was really down. And we prayed for him. And, and we just talked to him about the things of God and all. And he just kept pressing on and pressing on. And he gave it to God. And then every once in a while he'd come over and he'd try to take it back again. And then he'd try to give it back again. And he'd take it. Well, one day while he get, had given it to God, he gets a phone call. And his daughter says, Dad, I've gotten a tuition-free scholarship to Indiana University taking care of all of my books, all of my tuition, all of my room and board. Everything was taken care of in a moment's notice because Gene did what he told him to do, gave the care to the Lord, moved on with his life. And then he ended up being promoted by our pastor who watched him dig the ditches, and he became the principal of the school out there, and then went on to other great accomplishments in his life, because he gave it to the Lord, and he moved on with his life. Folks, praising God and thanking God will change your life. And it's more than just getting together at a Christmas meal, holding hands, and say, pray real quickly, thank you, you know, God is good, God is great, thank you for this food, let's eat. No, we need to be thanking God every moment of every day. How many of you could do a better job thanking God? every moment of every day, not letting those minds that come in there to try to say, well, what about this, or what about that, or what about this? If you can't figure it out, give it to God and let Him do it, because He's smarter than you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, God is smarter than you are. Now, I, I, I want to share this one story with you before we close, and I, I, keep, I keep thinking about this, and I think, God, does this really fit in with what we're talking about? But it's, it's the story in the book of Luke, chapter 15, and it's the story of the prodigal son. And I'm going to paraphrase all of it for you for time's sake. But you know the story about the prodigal son who took the things of God, his father. And he went to his father and he said, look, I, I'm, I'm going another direction. I'm not going to hang around here with you. And, and back, if you, if you study the Jewish culture, the way that worked is the, the, he had a right to one-third of his father's inheritance. Firstborn got two-thirds of the father's inheritance. But they could ask for it if the father would give permission before they died. It was usually after death, but before death you could, you could ask for it. So this son asked for it, and the father gave it to him. He said, this is really what you want. And so he let him go, and, and, and he went. But the father never, never gave up on the son. How many of you have some prodigals in your family? Can I see your hand? You got some, you got some people that are not serving the Lord that you know they're going the wrong direction. This is a great story about Thanksgiving, because the father let him go. But all of a sudden, as he was out there in the world doing his thing, he, he, he realized how horrible he had become, and that he was just feeding the pigs and, and just living a horrible, horrible life. Sometimes I think about some of you in this church when I think about that. Uh, and I'm not going to call you by name because I don't want it to be a funny thing, but, but I know where some of you came from. We've, we've talked and all, and you know where you've come from and where you are today. I know where I've come from and where I am today. And so what, what happened was he came to his senses. Everybody say his senses. No matter who it is, they're going to come to their senses one day. And, and, and a lot of times when I read this, I think about our, our nephew, Matt Danke, who seemingly has really had an encounter with God, come to his senses out there in Colorado. And 
God is, is doing a, an absolutely remarkable thing in his life. Looks like he's going to be getting out of prison before, uh, out of jail before Christmas and having all of his felonies removed. And it just, it, it's, it's absolutely a miracle of God what's happening in his life. And we're believing he's going to be back here. All of a sudden, the thing that you're believing for that can take your attention and distract you instead of giving it to the Lord, you can start to focus on it and it can start to draw you down. But this is a story about a father who loved his prodigal who had gone away and who was obviously walking and watching on the road when he left to, for him to come back because it said that the prodigal finally decided to, to come home. And I felt like the word of the Lord for all of you that have those challenges is the prodigals are coming home. Everybody say that, the prodigals are coming home. I feel this so strong in my spirit, even for my boys. The prodigals are coming home. The prodigals are coming home. And I, and I don't know why, but I just I saw this picture when Pam and I went up to Monticello the other day of these cows in a field. And it must have been feeding time. How many of you have seen cows in the field at feeding time? They just all start going in a line, and nothing stops them, and they keep going. And it was like the prodigals are coming home. The prodigals are coming home. God is doing something. And it said that when he was still afar off, that his father saw him and ran to him and put his arms around him and embraced him and kissed him on the neck and took him home, killed the fatted calf, and it said that this is my son who was lost, and now he is found. And it doesn't say the word thanksgiving, but it says we're going to make merry. It's basically the same thing. He was giving thanks to God for the prodigal who came home. What if all of our life and all of our moments of all of the days, instead of trying to figure everything out that God has already figured out, what if we spend our time thanking God? God, thank you for the answer to this situation. Thank you for this. God, I gave it to you. I'm not going to go back there again. I know you're going to take care of it. I'm thanking you for everything. Thanks for my health. Thanks for my car. Thanks for my, my house. Thanks for my wife. Thanks for the clothes that you gave me. Instead of wanting more clothes, how about thanking God for the clothes you have? How about thanking God for everything that you have? Instead of looking for something that isn't right, always believing God for what is right. It will absolutely change your life. Can you say amen to that? Let's stand to our feet. Thanksgiving is a way of life. And that's why when you read Psalms, if you read through the Bible,